Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. <clears throat> it's Monday morning. Thanks for being here. A lot to unpack about the cannabis space. So we're going to hop right to the cannabis couch and discuss uh, canopy growth and the new CEO announcement and what the implications are. I'll then follow up right at the end with a little bonus track. I'm going to share with you um, the decision process for us to buy shares of AbbVie earlier this year with a six plus percent yield. You're going to look at the success of that. And then we're going to talk about a stock with the same setup right now that's on our whiteboard. Okay. So as usual, this is a show about stock market investing. Armor stands for algorithmic risk management research. For those of you who are new, everything on this desk, all our decision-making processes begin and end with determining risk. We get on the right side of probabilities and the right side of the reward risk equation. That's why we increase net worth. So this information I'm sharing with you is information that I use in my own portfolio and for individuals I manage capital for through our interactive brokers relationship. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you, so I couldn't recommend the stock on this show. This is an educational show. I'm taking 30-plus years of experience managing money, and I'm sharing with you things I've learned in the trenches. Okay? I'm trying to help you be a better investor, help you increase your net worth, and protect your capital. I call this quantumental investing. We take here... The power of quantitative analysis with computer systems and AI for our execution purposes, we marry that with a fundamental approach to building our investment whiteboard, finding what stocks we want to own using fundamental research. And it's the combination of those two that creates the information edge that I'm sharing with you. So on Friday, I've laid out for you the cannabis stocks we were focusing on in our portfolio. And I call that my whiteboard, okay? Once again, I can't tell you how to run your own money because I don't know your risk tolerance. So I couldn't possibly say go buy the stock. But I try to share with you what I do in my own portfolio. Now, at the Armor Report, and the website is up and running right now, so we'll call it a soft launch. You guys can go look at it. It's armorreport.com, A-R-M-R, report.com. And what we do for our Armor Insiders, our members, is that we let you see everything on our whiteboard. We call it the Armor Whiteboard. And we let you see everything that's in our portfolios. We have four model portfolios, conservative, balanced, aggressive, and index only. Okay. And so those model portfolios 
are designed to help you take this information and try to understand how we would use it depending on the type of risk tolerance you have. You have to still determine the type of risk tolerance. I don't know you. So even as an Armour Insider and a member, you're still going to look at those portfolios and say, okay, where do I fit in this process? Okay, and as an Armour Insider, you have complete access to me. So you can pick up the phone and call me 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock, five days a week. And I'll help you understand the risk process and how to determine where you fit. So on Friday, I shared with you that we were focusing our attention in the cannabis space to the companies with the biggest cash hoards. And I tried to say, I think I did say clearly, that yes, there's a lot of, name on the, a lot of names on the whiteboard for us. There are a lot of companies high up in the value chain. The IP is there. All of these things we like long term. But I said to you Friday that for my investing dollars right now, all I care about is who's got the most amount of cash. All of these stocks are moving up and down pretty much together. They're in a nasty bear market, and they're all trading almost in lockstep. One of the biggest problems is dilution. Companies thought they were going to have a revenue ramp this year that they missed. And so now they're in a cash crunch. And so now they're doing deals at market. Hexo took something like 30 days. I could be wrong. Maybe it was 29, 27 days to close an at market deal, which is ridiculous. But they raised 70 million. Charlotte's Web raised 55 million, I think it was. It took them nine days. So uh, Organigram, there's another name, at market deal. I got to call you back. Okay. So what I tried to share with you from 30 years of doing this, I got tiger scratches up and down my back from 30 years in this business. Okay. Anybody know what that quote's from? <laughs> Let me know. Okay. And so I've learned things the hard way. And when a group's been destroyed and we're looking for a bottom and we're looking for investments off the bottom, you've got to go with the strongest balance sheets, the biggest cash hoards, the guys that aren't going to dilute shareholders. Okay. Now, once we start making money there, then we can spread out into our favorite companies that maybe we think have a better management team or a better you know, uh, IP or whatever. But right now, it doesn't matter. And so what happens today, Monday? Canopy growth up 14%. Now, I shared with you Friday that the guys with the biggest cash short, Canopy growth, Kronos. I even like the position of of Aurora Cannabis, okay? So I, I tried to share with you, that's where you want to focus your investing dollars if you're trying to find a bottom. Now, today's just a gift, okay? It's a gift. We all knew it was coming. We knew Canopy Growth's going to announce a new CEO. We didn't know who it was going to be, but we had a guess. It looks like Constellation Brands has a stranglehold on the situation, and they're installing their own people into canopy in kind of like a 
slow-moving takeover process. They gave Canopy $4 billion. They let Canopy run with it for a while. The management team blew it. They installed their own uh, chairman of the board, you know, all these different things, and now they've installed their own CEO. So Constellation Brands CFO has left the company, taken over as CEO of Canopy Growth. Um, yes, I see a message from Kenneth. Kenneth, I'll discuss Occidental in a minute. <clears throat> Absolutely. We'll get to that later, but let's just focus on the Canopy, uh, the Canopy Growth story for a minute. So what does this all mean to me? Implications. First of all, it's the reaction to the news that's more important than the news. We all keep trying to find a bottom here. I've been talking about how these cannabis stocks, it's, the, it's December, we got tax loss selling. That could still hit, or it could have been over already. Who knows? Somewhere in here is going to be the bottom. Cannabis 2.0 is coming out. We're going to see it on the shelves in January. Okay, everybody's reset their expectations on revenue. We're all waiting for Ontario <clears throat> to open stores. So there's still an enormous short position in these names. The way this is being interpreted today, and Cantor Fitzgerald's uh, uh, analyst kind of laid out the process the best, the installation of a Constellations guy as CEO dramatically increases the probability that eventually Constellations is going to just take over Canopy, right? So they're going to have to pay more for the, where the stock's trading right now to take it over. We don't know how much more. Okay? They gave this company $4 billion dollars they're probably going to do a, a stock deal. I don't think they're going to do another cash deal <clears throat> to take the company over. We can argue about valuation. Let's don't get into the weeds there. The fact is the stock is worth a lot more than it's trading today. How much more? 25%, 30%, 50%? I don't know. We'll find out. But if you're a short seller, that's a problem. If you sold shares short, you're concerned. And so the question is, the implication that's most important here is the short squeeze going to begin. I'm not even sure it's like a squeeze. Let's don't talk about some type of short squeeze where canopy growth goes to the moon. I'm not talking that. Just will this set the bottom in the stocks, right? The shorts just got to start covering at some point, and is this the trigger? I don't know how much it puts them up. I mean, the stock's up a little bit, what, 13% right now. That's not a big deal. These stocks have had 13% moves before. They get wiped out in, a, in like a – 30 seconds. So, A, we have to see where the stock is at the close. B, where is MJ at the close? Okay? And so, and C, where are we at the end of the week? Then we'll know. If we're trading at higher prices, then my guess is the bottom is in for this year and the shorts will be covering. Now, let's go take a look at short interest. First of all, there's different ways to look at this. Different websites have different information. Okay, so I'm sharing with you right now. Um, 
just you could Google this and just pull up any information you want. All right. Here's an example of the short interest, right? So you have <clears throat> short percentage of the float, 19%. That's been increasing recently. Short interest, 41,980,000 shares, right, up a little bit, okay? So suffice it to say, it's a pretty big short number. Let's look at it another way, okay? Now you're looking at canopy growth, short interest, okay? Short volume ratio. You're right up near the top of that ratio, right? So just in case you're curious, you're at the highs of what the short ratio has been, even with the stock down dramatically, right? So the stock's gone down dramatically and nobody felt like they needed to cover. In fact, they've been increasing their short position. Now Constellation Brands installs their own guy as CEO who's known for cost-cutting, consolidation, and mergers and acquisitions. That's what he does at Constellation Brands. So it's not too big of a stretch to assume that he's going into canopy growth to get the company in a position where a takeout makes sense. And Cantor Fitzgerald, this is not me, Cantor Fitzgerald is suggesting there's better than a 66% chance now that the company will be acquired by Constellation Brands in the quote, not too distant future. So if you're a short seller, do you want to carry that risk? Probably not. But of course, I'll always say that the reaction to the news is more important. We have to see where we are at the end of the day and the end of the week to be more definitive. But this is exactly why I told you on Friday that the place to focus is on the companies with a cash hoard because good things happen. Okay? And I'm looking for big cap companies with a cash hoard. I don't have any interest in small cap names at this stage in the cycle. Okay? Let's stay big cap with lots of cash. Let's don't look in the pink sheets for marijuana stocks. I never look in the pink sheets for marijuana stocks. And you could better be sure I don't look at it at this stage. <clears throat> Good point, right? Aurora Cannabis is in a decent cash position, has cut their expenses for next year, and there's a massive short interest. Right? So at some point, the worm will turn, and the shorts will cover, and the bottom will be in for the year, and the tax loss selling will be over. And so going back to the Armor portfolios, if you go to armor.com, A-R-M-R report.com, armorreport.com, if you became a member, okay, Armor Insiders will see how we allocate for conservative, balanced, aggressive portfolios in the cannabis space. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint right now. My conservative guys don't own them. We're not trying to call a bottom for conservative money. If your risk tolerance is not you know, significant, then you have to say, I'm going to wait and let the bottom show me that it's in 
I'm not going to try to catch a falling knife. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be in today. We don't know what the stock's going to do by the close. Okay? But for my aggressive money, I get a little more a little more aggressive. And as you can guess from last week, we were putting capital to work. And so tonight's, you know, today is a nice day. A nice morning. You know, who knows where it ends the day. Okay. Um Let me uh, let's just take a look at this real quick. Um, give me a second. I just want to share with you a chart of MJ because um, okay. I know you don't see this yet. I'm just fixing it up for you. All right, you should see it now. All right, you're looking at a chart of MJ. You've been following along with me in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. If you're watching this show, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11:30 to noon. Okay, we talked about the three up bars. The first time we saw three up bars in a row, going back to March. Then we had a consolidation and a test of that low. Now we're trying to break out of that. All right, this is MJ. Okay, we need this thing to really take off and take out the high of that third bar, and then we know the bottom's in. It hasn't happened yet. Today is literally day one, if this, is, if, if this even ends here. So again, I, I stress we have to see where we are at the close. Excitement at the open doesn't mean a thing. Where are we at the close? Okay, but if this thing goes higher, and now I'm going to show you shares of canopy growth. Okay, look at canopy growth. Guys, are you looking at this? It's the same chart pattern as MJ, but canopy growth on volume is attempting to take out the high of the 21st of November, leading the way. Okay? And then, of course, you can drill down. There's Kronos, a little bit behind. There's ACB, a little bit behind, right? Okay? So... There are three of your big names. Canopy's leading the way because they have the news story, right? All of these guys have huge short interests. You're in this interesting situation where the stocks are down huge and the shorts got bigger. Nobody's covered. And don't forget, this is the week of the MJ Biz Conference in Las Vegas. Now, why is that important? I'm going to harken back to my 30 years in this business again. And I'm going to tell you that for the, for the longest time, particularly during the initial bull phase of the Internet stocks in the late 90s into the 2000s, every year, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Comdex, but it's a technology conference held in Las Vegas every year. And in many instances, you can make money off of that conference every single year. Certain companies go out there and talk about their business model, talk about new products. Investors from all over the world descend on Las Vegas, learn about new companies, new images, things that are happening. Comdex has been a huge, successful way to identify great names to put on your whiteboard. And I wonder if the MJ Biz Conference will mimic Comdex. Look, I think that marijuana and, and the whole cannabis story 
has the potential to be as big over the next three to five to 10 years as the internet revolution was for internet stocks in the late 90s. I've been saying that all year, but of course I've been saying all year, you know, in the late 90s, internet stocks broke 50% just like that for ridiculous reasons. Stocks got destroyed only to come on, you know, a year or two later and, and you know, go up four or 500%. So this is not strange that these stocks have been killed this year, but if the investment theme is right, there are going to be some very good years for us going forward. That's why we stay on it. That's why I keep talking about it on the show. So there's some similarities between the rise of the internet stocks and that investment theme and what's going on here in cannabis. Okay. And I'm wondering, I'm just going to share with you, does the MJ biz conference, are there things that are going to happen this week that are going to make institutional investors more comfortable for instance, are we going to hear about Ontario store openings, things like that? And at the end of the week, we see these stocks higher. At the end of the week, we see MJ taking out the high of the 21st of November. If we do, then we know we've got something. So stay tuned. We'll talk again on Friday about this. We'll go over how these stocks have traded all week. Okay. Let's just wrap up real quick. Thanks for staying with me. I'm going to share with you um, I'm going to share with you just a little bonus coverage. Let's take a look at uh, AbbVie. So no longer talking about cannabis. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this again at the end of the week and see if this news was strong enough to really set the bottom. Okay? Let's move on. I'd like to share with you guys every now and then a play right out of my playbook of how I make my own capital. And then just give you some of the steps and you can go do it yourself, right? It's not that hard. So let's take a look. One of my favorites and one of the best trades of the year so far is AbbVie. You all know that I love buying dividend paying stocks. Okay. Look, AbbVie, biotech company, down dramatically. Their biggest seller, um, Humira, uh, reaching its maturity. Where's the growth going to come? All the analysts hated it down here where that green box is. Okay? All the analysts hated it. You know, big trouble for this company. And all we've done is coin money this year in the stock. We own the stock sub $70 a share. It's trading at $87 a share, and we're collecting a yield of over 6%, 6.8% to be exact. Now, what do we look for? How do we identify these names? Okay? There's a simple process. Grab a pen, you grab a piece of paper, you can write this process down, and then you can start doing your own research and search for names like this. You want a big blue chip company. So this is not for small to mid cap stocks. Big blue chip company. The stock's down significantly over a six to 12 month period. The reason it's down is transitory. In other words, it's not a paradigmatic shift in their business, for instance, Macy's, okay? I have no interest in a department store company. 
right? Department stores are going the way of the dodo. Okay, so I don't care it's a 9% yield. I don't like it. So you find a stock that's down, big cap in nature, that's paying a fat dividend. Fat kind of depends on what you consider fat. I mean, in the world of negative interest rates, anything more than 3% looks pretty good, right? Anything more than 6% is a no-brainer. But the reason it went up to 6% on Abbey is because everyone thought they're in big trouble. All they have is Humera. It's coming off patent. What are they going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, then the management team comes out, makes an acquisition, puts together Alcam. So what we're looking for now is a new event, something new that's going to fix the transient problem. And then we just search for bottoms and use quantitative computer analysis to find our entry points. Put the position on, establish your stop. The reward's worth the risk if you get it right because you're collecting the yield and you're coming off the bottom. If it hits the stop, you're out. It's okay. Not all the stocks that I do this with look like AbbVie. But what I'm trying to do is find the AbbVies, position them correctly, hold them long term, collect the yield. There's nothing feels better than getting dividend checks that pay your bills. Okay? Nothing feels better than that. I love it. So what looks like this today? I'm telling you this so you put it on your whiteboard and you do your own research, make your own decision on whether or not this yield is enough for you and whether or not you believe these issues I'm telling you about are worth it. Does it fit the bill? Let's take a look. Okay, so there's Abby, right? Now let's look at Gilead Pharmaceutical. All right, well, we know it fits the bill here. It's down big, going back to 2018. Traded higher than, what, what is that? Somewhere up in the $80, $90 range. We're trading right now at right around $67 range, okay? Let's go to the weekly chart, give you a bigger picture. All right? Huge run up. This is an HIV drug company, the first, right, uh, drug that um, um, is able to cure hepatitis, right? And so that's what that huge move up was. Now the stocks come down, put in a double bottom, kind of flatlining down here. Okay, I want you to do your own research. Go to their website, listen to their recent conference calls, find out what they're doing that's going to help turn their business around. In the meantime, it, it pays a yield 3.7%. Okay? So 3.7% is not a lot. This is not a slam dunk like AbbVie, which was paying 6.8 at the time. This is 3.7. But we think there are a lot of things this management team is doing right. And we're happy to collect that 3.7% yield. Now, here's the reason that this really is lifted up to my whiteboard at this point. I'm going to show you another chart. That's the chart of the biotech index, IBB. Okay? IBB in the last couple of months has exploded higher.
So I know, I hear analysts tell me that you got to watch out for drug pricing issues in 2020 leading up to the election, blah, blah, blah. I've been hearing that for a while now, and yet these stocks are blowing out. So that's old news. Gilead Pharmaceutical is the second largest holding inside of IBB. So if the biotech stocks are going to take off, and I can collect the 3.7% yield in what I think is a solid business, and I think the management team is doing the right thing to turn the business around, it's got to go on my whiteboard. It may go in my portfolio. I'm not telling you to put it in yours. Please do your own homework. I just wanted to share this idea with you because I think it's fun for me to talk about past successes, but I'm trying to give you ideas and analysis on how I run my own money so you can go try to do the same thing in your portfolio and have success like we've had in AbbVie this year. All right, guys. Listen, I appreciate your time with me. As always, thumbs up is appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. I look forward to talking to you guys again on Wednesday at 1130, where we're going to go over the top five charts of the week. Every Wednesday, we're doing top five. All right. Talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Take care.